This is a CJSR podcast. Volunteer powered. Listener supported. Campus and community. Radio. Podcast. Podcast. Radio. Radio and and podcast. podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you think fish smells bad, whatever. Open a window. Open open a window. (laughs) Hey, Ariane. Hey, Mika. What's the cheese smith? What's the Cheese Miss is a podcast about Philippine X identity in Edmonton. Welcome everyone. This is What's the Cheese Miss? Um, just a disclosure, I do sound a little raspy today, but no worries. I am healthy and well. I was just at one of the Oilers playoff games uh, for round two versus Calgary. So my voice has been donated to McDavid as a post to our podcast. But without further ado, I'm so excited to start this episode. For today's episode, I have with me here a fellow What's a Chismas producer, Mika Leonidas. And today we'll be doing things a little bit differently. We're going quite unhinged. So today we're going to be diving into the unfiltered thoughts of others with our own unfiltered reactions. I would like to add, however, and disclose that although we will be discussing our thoughts, uh, we will and in turn encourage our listeners to please remain respectful to the authors we will be discussing. But ladies and gentlemen, Tito and Titas, we're still going to have quite the chismes. All right. So I just have here Mika. Hey, Mika, how's it going? Hi. Yeah, I'm very excited to be part of this reacting to um, some Filipino content that you found on the interweb. Um, but yeah, your voice sounds like you had a very great celebratory time. So love the raspiness. Uh, yes, I feel like it's just a new persona for the new season. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, so for kind of the foundation of this episode, what I've done um, is I've kind of done a little bit of research and Googling. I went into the depths of Reddit and the likes to find this specific blog article that I think would be really good to dissect and kind of go through. So a little bit of background for the blog. Um, This blog is known as eTramping. It's about travelers and friends who met in China respectively Agnes and Cez or Chez, uh, they've left their office jobs to travel and start this blog. This blog was meant to share experiences, tips, photos, and let others do the same. So it's like a shared platform amongst their followers. Um, And I quote, created by travelers for travelers and wannabe adventurers, we hope e-trapping will become your ultimate source of travel inspiration, knowledge, and fun. And also for the listeners and uh, for you as well, Mika, for the purpose of like our time. And then it's quite a lengthy blog. So what I did, I just took big chunks of the juicy bits, spark note style. Um, but if anybody else or yourself want to do a full read of the blog, again, want to remind everybody, please be respectful if they feel like they need to leave a comment and the description link of this blog will be added to the episode. So please go check that out. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm very okay. excited to see what uh, what interesting uh, content you're able to find on this blog. Oh, it's it's wild. It's well, I have to oh. be very objective when I read mm. it. So, okay. 
All right, let's start. So the title of this blog article is, I would rather go hungry than eat Filipino food again. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. They, mm-hmm. they really said starvation over adobo, <laughs> over pancit, over palabok, over halo halo, over like kare kare. They really said, I would rather go hungry than eat Filipino food. Okay. That is, that is uh, quite the statement. <laughs> All right. It's very intense right off the bat. Okay. Intro quote from the blog. Many have said you will love Filipino food for sure. There is nothing better than seafood in the Philippines. Filipinos are proud of their very own local dishes. End quote. However, quote, sorry guys for disappointing you, but it is not true in our opinion. End quote. Oh, so maybe these people had like a very bad experience traveling to the Philippines and like eating Filipino style seafood because it's very different the way that like Filipino people prepare seafood compared to like maybe a Western or even like Chinese people prepare seafood differently too. Like, I don't know, there's a dish that Filipinos like to prepare and maybe you've had it too but it's like prawns. And normally people will like cut out the, the like the digestive tract of a shrimp or a prawn, but Filipinos like keep it there. So you like peel it and then you like are confronted with this digestive tract. So if you're not used to like eating it that way, I guess it could be gross, but to generalize and say that all Filipino seafood is bad is not true. Like we have really good, like, squid um there's a squid dish where they like take out the insides of like a squid and then they put in different aromatics and like grill it and that's like really delicious I don't know what you think I know I I I knew as soon as you said shrimp exactly where you were going because I remember like yeah I would just eat it and then I would always ask my mom I'm like oh what's this black stuff at the at the top it's like oh it's just a blood vein I'm like oh easy peasy eat 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 but yeah, like as you get older and then like you're watching Food Network, it's like, oh, you got to devein the shrimp because that's where all the poop is. I'm like, ah, yeah. <laughs> it's shrimp poo poo. And you don't know that growing up, like growing up, you're just like, oh, delicious. Like peel this yummy, like sauce covered shrimp. And when you get older and you explain it to other people, it's like, oh, I see. <laughs> but like at the same time. It can't be too bad because if it's like shrimps don't eat gross stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't they yeah. just eat like algae? Or, yeah, I, right? I, I think so. And like, I, I think it that goes with like a lot of food. It's just like mind over matter sometimes. Like if you're just going to focus on one part of it, that's like gross or out of the norm for you, then that's like your decision. But it's really sad that some people just don't get past that and like look beyond that to see and taste like the full dish like some people find that even eating like full fish is weird like obviously like people will de-gut the fish and stuff like the insides of the fish and then they'll steam it whole with like ginger and like um, onion and sometimes like tomato and soy sauce but some people find it weird to just like have a full 
like tilapia eaten family style. Like people are sometimes used to having it filleted, which is fair, but that doesn't mean you should like hate on the way another culture presents or like cooks their food. I don't know. I think there's a lot that goes into people thinking that Filipino food or like other cuisines are like dirty, but it's not. It's just you don't necessarily value the presentation as much, but like the taste is still there. 100%. I got so many more thoughts, but we're going to move on listeners because this is literally just the intro <laughs> quote and we're already heated. <laughs> Okay, back to the blog. Quote, you all should know by now that we are both food lovers and new flavor hunters. Every single trip, whether we discover new places inside or outside China is related in some way to food. Before flying off for a new adventure to a new country, we do proper research into new cuisines, trying to find out which dishes we should avoid and which one can't be missed out, end quote. And then they've kind of broken down the blog into three sections, I should say. So the first section, what we hope to experience. Quote, before coming to the Philippines, we have found CNN travels list of 50 Filipino foods that define the Philippines. Adobo, lechon, gare gare, end quote. We also hope to try some fresh exotic fruits and veggies, grilled seafood, smoked meat and fish, plenty of balot, local soups, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I, I appreciate that these bloggers like did some research, right? But I also am just like, oh, I wonder if this research like was also negative to some extent because there's like foods that you should avoid. Like they're already like deciding what is not good and what is good based on like a CNN article. And I don't even know if like, the CNN article was written by a Filipino person or like is it a very credible resource like rather than asking like a Filipino person you know um and then I I always find this word interesting like exotic in the supermarket that I went to the other day they had like Korean pears and they labeled it exotic Korean pear and I took a photo of it because I just thought it was so ridiculous, right? Because like in, in Edmonton, you can walk into a TNT or an H Mart and it's just like Korean pear or like the, the actual name and yeah. like the language. But here, I like it, it was it just legit, it just, just pear. Yeah, it just looks different. <laughs> so then they have to market it. So people are like, oh, exotic, interesting. But like, shouldn't like fruits from a different country or that are out of your norm just be normally interesting and you don't need to add like exotic like wow so different I find like every time someone just says exotic in general I also associate it with like men looking at non-white women do you know what I mean like we're trying to sexualize our fruit now because it's exotic Mm -hmm. yeah our (laughs) fruit is I have a fruit fetish like exotic fruit fetish like (laughs) Yeah, I understand what you mean. It's uh, definitely an interesting dynamic to uh, to think about, I guess. Oh, yeah. And I agree with you, too, in the terms of, like, yeah, they found another article from CNN, but you're right. Who wrote the article? Was it just, you know, like, Mr. 
Joe, who's <laughs> also probably just as white, no offense to like white people and our listeners, because I know uh, non-Filipino people who are very, um, how do I say it? Like they're very open and, and appreciative of her culture and her food. But at the same time, it's like, I could say the same of me trying to describe Ethiopian food. I have never mm. tried Ethiopian food. Mm. That's fair. Right? Yeah, like everyone has preconceived ideas. And Ethiopian food, by the way, is great. I, I highly recommend you to like try it if ever. They have really good um, dishes and a variety of dishes. But I agree. I think there like is a is an element of fear that sometimes goes into like trying new foods and like you're a little bit nervous and apprehensive. So I almost wish that like we all had a little bit more of like an open mind. Like I'm gonna be truthful and say that there have been times where I've like looked at a dish and maybe you know just politely declined not to eat it. But yeah, I I think I should be also like a little bit more open-minded as well. And maybe this is something for the food bloggers to consider too. Well, hopefully, actually, I was going to say, hopefully this changes things and we pivot a little bit, but I think we're just oh, gonna, keep, think keep going, keep worse. going. <laughs> okay. So their next section, what we have experienced Quote, the first few days, we gave the local food a go. We were open to new things. We were willing to eat anything locals gave us, and we were curious. That has changed after four days of stomach ache, dizziness, and feeling overtired and bloated. The fruits looked and tasted old and gross. Apples were tiny. Pineapples were soaked in some kind of liquid that smelled bad. What shocked us most was the poor quality of food. Most of the dishes were left on the table without being covered with a lid or without a fan to get rid of the flies, as it is a common practice in other Asian countries. Fish and meat were mixed up. Everyone was touching food with their fingers. Food was left on display all night long. It was a big mess, trust me. The Filipino food is packed with salt, sugar, and oil. Veggies we wanted to try contained more oil than the fattest meat we saw there. We not only started feeling fat, literally, but also suffered from stomach ache and diarrhea. No wonder why in the North, the vast majority of Filipino kids and young people are overweight. We have noticed that straight away. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so I, I think it's cool that they started off curious, like everyone starts their food journey when they go to a new place, like out of curiosity, like you have a full list that you want to get through and stuff. But I definitely know that like when I travel abroad and even in the Philippines, that like my like family doctor will say like don't consume or drink the, the water unless it's like bottled water because your stomach is just not used to the bacteria or like the the different um, water and, and things that are available. So that's just something that I wanted to note. Like, yeah, you, you will get like sick if you're not being careful, I guess. Um, and maybe they went to a place that's like street foody, like um, street food, normally like anywhere you go is like on the street, like it's not attached to 
um, like a washing station. There isn't like a proper like disinfecting zone. You know what I mean? Like if it's already pre-cooked meals, like it's not being heated properly either. And the Philippines is very hot. So food can go bad very quickly if it's just left out. Um, and especially if you're not used to consuming that food regularly, like I'm sure that your body won't react as pleasantly to it. Like my body wouldn't for sure. Like, cause I'm used to having home cooked meals that um, are cooked at a certain temperature. And so it like kills bacteria and stuff. Um, so it takes time to adjust, but I think to just like broadly state that all of the food that they consumed after two weeks like did this to them is like unfair. Like I think there's context to it. I'm sure that if they went to like a restaurant, like a family run restaurant where meals are prepared as they're ordered, they wouldn't have maybe had the same experience or if they, you know, had talked to like, a, again, if they had like gone with a Filipino guide or like a Filipino food tour that um, is for foreigners, you know, for them to have like a, a vetted good time, then maybe their experience would have been different. But I definitely uh, have compassion for their experience. No one wants to be sick in a foreign country, especially if you are excited to try like really yummy fruit and, and different food. You have so much more patience. <laughs> <laughs> I think I agree with you. Like, I was very impressed of how they were open to trying things. And I do agree. I feel like as you read this blog, it does tend to look like they're focusing quite a bit on the street food, as opposed to, you know, what maybe you and I would recommend to like our friends who would travel to the Philippines be like, oh, maybe like work your way up to that, mm. you know, like go like same here, right? Like, go to a trusted restaurant or I mean our street food is food trucks mm -hmm. like I don't think Canada per se has more street food style um so it might be a little bit different but what are your thoughts though however on like how the, yes they did do a little bit of a focus on street food but they're descriptors um, on what they have experienced. Yeah, I think like they use the word fat a lot. <laughs> like they are feeling fat. And to be fair, like a lot of um, Filipino food that is meant to be sold on on mass, like at um, calendarias, which are like cafeteria style, like pick and choose um, restaurants, are very high in carbohydrates. And like if it's a stall that is meant to sell a lot of food cheaply, of course, it's going to have like a lot of oil and maybe not the best or the freshest ingredients. Um, it's street food. Like you can't expect it to be five-star quality every single time. Um, yeah, but I, I, I don't agree necessarily that it was fair for them to like call it fattening per se because you also chose what you ate no I I agree like I don't I don't even know I'm like I'm a little bit speechless at the fact that they're like oh we're not not surprised that all Filipinos here are so fat because all they eat is fat yeah I, and I think like you need to look at the food and why it was like or how it was created that way like um 
the Philippines was occupied by the U.S. for a long time, and a lot of their food culture, which is fried, um, fried food, like fried chicken, is very popular in the Philippines. Um, and also, like, fast food, I don't know if these people ate fast food, but maybe this is going on a tangent, but, like, fast food is often seen as, like, a rich person food. Like if you can afford to go to Jollibee in the Philippines or like afford to go to Chowking or Starbucks, it's like, wow, you can afford to eat Western style food. That is good. Like you celebrate birthdays at these places instead of like often celebrating them at home. I mean, every family has their own decisions on how they celebrate, but oftentimes when my family goes back to the Philippines, it's like, oh, let's take people out to Jollibee because they wouldn't normally like go there. Or, or choose to spend their money there because it's more expensive than cooking at home. Which is actually really surprising because it's almost opposite here in North America, like research-based and like what you like what we learn in school and like if you're in the healthcare industry like myself, you could tell that a lot of the low health, like low health individuals are usually those who can't afford mm-hmm. a fresh meal because they can only afford the fast food or heavily processed items. So it is interesting that like back home, it's like, oh, well, if you're rich, you can afford the Jollibee and the Chow King and like Shakey's and all of that. But you're right. Like, I think that's maybe where the bloggers strayed in the wrong direction is that they, I don't think they made an effort to venture out, Mm -hmm. but like, but now as like somebody who's reading it in North America and like listening to it yourself, Mika, like how do you think this is going to have others perceive Filipino food? Yeah, I think that um, Filipino food isn't known for being like the most healthy. I don't think like just thinking about the food that is often uh, made or cooked for birthdays, it is like the the noodle dishes, like pancit has vegetables but it's not like a vegetable dish right like you don't eat pancit because you're like ooh beans you eat pancit because it's a noodle dish and like it has like chicken that's been stewed in soy sauce um but Filipino food if you if you do like look at it and you look at like the food that is eaten on the daily especially like in like provincial towns um it is very like vegetable based like if you think of sinigang like sinigang is um often like pork based or fish based but it is supplemented by like eggplant or like different leafy greens it's very heavy in like ginger and tomato and garlic and like aromatics that have um, health benefits to them like lemongrass is often used in filipino like um, barbecuing it's not just pork fat and like pork belly all the time, but these are the foods that are often consumed because there is a level of like luxury to them. You're not gonna eat um, like vegetable dishes all the time if you can afford to eat well and like eat the good yummy tasting food. Do you think it, I feel like it's almost like our culture is like, oh, we want everyone else to try what we consider luxury, like luxury. And, you know, um, like it, this is our very expensive gift and presentation to everybody else. Please have X, Y, Z, all this. 
flavorful, fatty, expensive items that we back home probably are people in the provinces can't afford. And then now it's kind of just like slapping us back in the face because people who aren't in the Filipino culture are like, oh, well, that's not healthy mm. or that looks gross. Like, do you think that's kind of, yeah, maybe why? I don't, I don't know. Um, I think I'd have to do a lot more reading on, on like how people perceive Filipino food and like how it, how it got that way. But I think a lot of the high in carbohydrates uh, and fatty foods, like, like adobo and like, um, like fried foods in, in Filipino culture and palabok and pancit and all of these things that are like really yummy, but not necessarily like high in nutrients are a gateway dish. Like in the same way that butter chicken is like a gateway dish to like Indian cuisine, but it's not Indian cuisine entirely. Like if you look at the history of butter chicken, it is like a fusion dish between Indian style curries and like the palate of British people who like were there for a very long time. Um, and even tikka masala is like not an Indian dish. It was a pr product of colonialism. And so a lot of Filipino food that is presented to the public and even in Edmonton is like gateway food to, to knowing Filipino food more. Like, I don't know. I don't think my parents would like offer my Canadian friends, like my non-Filipino friends, um, kare kare as the first food item that they're introduced to like no they're gonna they're gonna cook like pork barbecue or like lumpia like fried spring rolls it's not gonna be like the the raw spring roll because that too also has like a different textural element to it um it's gonna be pancit because everyone understands noodles like everyone has had like shanghai like noodles before you know or or chow mein and pancit is also the product of like Chinese food meeting Filipino food as well. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see like if Filipinos introduce different healthier food options would the conceptions of what Filipino food change. Right, no, I, I think my family's the same way because like my boyfriend, he's white and then he has, I wanna say he's a picky eater of a friend he doesn't agree like he thinks he, oh any food to him is whatever but he's a picky eater so when we invited them like over for new year's like there was you know pancit there was like fried chicken rice and then we did have kare kare and they were already a part of a filipino barbecue so we already did mm. the barbecued pork you know all the easy stuff to segue them into it and i think the way we have to describe it to our Canadian or non-Filipino individuals and friends to keep them open-minded is like oh like it, we can't say it's a kare kare dish it's like oh it's a peanut sauce yeah. flavored stew yeah. <laughs> oh that sounds delicious yeah. it's like yeah or like <laughs> it is delicious or like um the way that my parents describe tinola tinola is like the Filipino like chicken soup I guess you could say it's just like yeah it's chicken soup and so like when food is food at the end of the day, it's the way that you describe it to people that like pulls on their own memories and nostalgia and like levels of comfort that like gets them to, to have an open mind. And maybe, unfortunately, maybe these food bloggers like didn't have someone who like walked them through the street food market and pinpointed things to them. And like, there's definitely like a strategy when you go out to street food places, like in any country, like you have to have a little bit of uh, 
like street intelligence to know what's going to give you a bad stomach ache and what's not going to. And that's true for like any place. Like I'm not going to go to a food stall that like people aren't wearing gloves, right? Uh, to serve. People are like, aren't using tongs to serve. So it's just exercising a little bit more of common sense, I think would have saved them a bit of tummy sadness. Oh, I agree. And it's like, because they maybe didn't, I'm just assuming that, you know, they didn't take those thoughts into consideration. Like you said, now it sounds like they've just painted the Filipino food, like this horrible brush. And it's yeah. like, oh, Filipino food is just all gross. And yeah. we should, um, sad in it. we should write them a letter and say, Hey, next time you're in the Philippines, like, let us know, pay for our ticket and we can maybe show you around <laughs> because we're upset. Listen to our podcast. Yeah, we're upset with you, but we will help you. Yeah, there is a way forward. <laughs> um, and then I do have to give them some credit because they do mention, quote, we managed to eat uh, ginatang halo-halo, pancet, bihon, and lomai. We recommend them to all, we recommend them all to everyone, end quote. My initial thought when I read that was like, oh, that's awesome. But also two of those three dishes are just udon Chinese style yeah, dishes. Exactly. So, uh... <laughs> exactly. And even like ginataan is like based off of like a, a Chinese dish too, because Chinese people have like tapioca balls in like coconut milk and like taro filled dessert too so it also is a Chinese dessert just Filipino fight so if you're already seeing something that looks like food that you already consume which may be better because it's the original dish from your home country and fusionified in the Philippines it's not going to be the same it's going to be very very different oh yeah 100% and it's like I mean I, I do really want to give them credit that they're like oh yeah but there are still good foods but it's still not like truly Filipino you know like yeah so (laughs) I I don't know how much of a bonus points they get yeah I want to know where they went like if they just stayed in like Manila and like where did they go you know like who told you to go there and only there I know I know and it's like I don't even know I just feel like my thoughts on all of this is like i I mean, maybe because we grew up with our food. Like, I love our food. It's so good. It's so tasty. It's like, yeah, and it's not like, you know, three-star Michelin presentation, but it's good comfort food. And I got made fun of so much when I was young about the foods that, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, why are you bringing rice to school? That's weird. And the next thing you know, it's like the trendiest thing ever now. I'm like, please. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Please. Yeah, like um, dying, like dried fish. I don't know if anyone is like a strong dying person, but one of my friends used to bring that to school and uh, more power to him, but he was just like, no, I like to eat this. Like you guys can smell the fish if you want. That's like your problem, not my problem. Like I'm, I have an open mind and I can eat this. No, no issue. Like if you think fish smells bad, whatever, open our window. And I'm like, damn. Yeah, like damn, you're so strong-willed. Here I am with my like sandwich. I love sandwiches, but also I wish I had the confidence to be like, oh, I'll bring my like Filipino leftovers too. 
I wish I had that attitude. I still, I feel like now I'm better at it, but that, that's a good mm-hmm. attitude. If you don't like fish, open a window. Yeah. Plug your nose. <laughs> but do you have any advice for our listeners who are non-Filipino and, you know, trying out Filipino food? Um, I think there's so much more like content that you can watch now and read now, like um, I, I'm, I'm really sad that these bloggers only maybe refer to like CNN or like popularized Filipino food items uh, that were on their list. So yeah, like do your research. Um, maybe if you are apprehensive, like look into the foods that you like to eat um, and maybe like don't judge things that are outside of your wheelhouse or your comfort zone because it's yeah, we understand that you didn't grow up with this food, but that doesn't mean that the food is bad. It's just a different culture, a different food palette. Like I don't take spice very well, but that's not, I'm not gonna say that I hate all food that is spicy because it's not true. I just have to get used to like how spice is used or like if I don't like sour food items, like that's more of my issue than it is like the nation that created it. So. Try not to like put that on other nations and go in with an open mind. And if you can make like a Filipino friend or like go on a Filipino food tour with a guide, all the better because you're setting yourself up for success in in that way. No, I love it. I love it. I hope everybody who hasn't tried Filipino food, you know, or even our like Filipino listeners, like share it with everybody. Our food is so good, you know, but yes, please bring a guide next time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Bring us honestly bring us but pay for our tickets first class only yeah we're we're not privileged we just like nice things <laughs> yeah no but if anyone or yourself are interested that's kind of the juicy gist of the blog um they do have other blogs that are from other countries and other thoughts and comments and they have given us an update on the blog itself saying like yeah we get it our opinion of filipino food is our opinion, but please be nice to us. Mm. Um, and then they also made a note, like if you want to donate to help out these poor fat kids, like that's a good way to do it instead of leaving bad comments. So like, that's an interesting That's also fact. an interesting but, thing, but yeah, another right. episode for another, another <laughs> time, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> but yeah, I want to thank you again for joining me and diving deep into this blog. And yeah, everybody else who's listening, have a read. Give yourself a food for thought. Um, and that, that's it. Thank you for joining the Cheese Thank you. Anthony Bourdain once said, when someone cooks for you, they are saying something. They are telling you about themselves, where they come from, who they are, what makes them happy. So listeners, I truly encourage and hope that you take this episode with you as you go. As a member of an immigrant family, a fellow Filipinx, and a lover of food, I can guarantee you that I have had my fair share of negative experiences when it comes to our cuisine our food, our pride, our whole culture. As an adult now, when I see or hear someone's discomfort for our food, using words like gross, ugly, and disgusting, 
yeah, I become defensive and unhinged, bitter and resentful. But why should that deter us as a community from sharing ourselves to others? We have a magical culture and it shouldn't be hidden. We should be proud, even if it is through our halo halo and panic bet. And for our friends who have yet to enjoy the experience of our cuisine, please remember, the next time your Filipino friend offers you a plate, be aware of what they share with you. These are our stories and our love that we pass forward. When we can all come together through food, this is where we can learn to celebrate with one another, to shed our need to hide our culture, and to truly, once and for all, finally send you all home with our leftovers after the party. What's a Cheese Meets is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton, Alberta, on Treaty 6 territory. Today's episode was produced by me, Ariane Baroma, with the help of our fellow producer, Mika Leonida. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and on our website, whatsacheesemeets.transistor.fm. You can also connect with us on Facebook at What's the Chismis CJSR, Instagram at What's the Chismis, or email us at chismis at cjsr.com. That's T S I S M I S. Salamat. <laughs>